Oh, you know what time it is. Welcome to another episode of Too Young to Be This Old. I am your host, Ben, here with Andy. Hello. So, welcome and, to an and, and another guest with us today, the one and only MJC. This counts as keeping the weekly streak alive, right? It does count. So, once again, thank you for joining us, Michael. Um, <clears throat> so, this is going to be a fun episode because we're going we're gonna to mix some things up. But before we jump into that, uh, let's just knock out the good old housekeeping. Thank you for finding us. Uh, if you want to see all other things podcast-related, you can go to our website at podcast.tooyoungtobethisold.com, where you'll find all the ways to listen to us, all our social media links, as well as in the show notes, you will find MJC's Twitter as well, if you enjoy wrestling retweets, <laughs> and, you know, Disneyland pictures. So, Which I still have to post so many. I'm excited. Yeah, I, I found out my phone can just instantly make GIFs, so I spent a lot of time oh, taking boy. hundreds of photos to turn <laughs> into a three-second GIF. Oh, that is awesome. So, it's that, it is that time where there's a wrestling uh, pay-per-view ahead of us, but it's also been a crazy week, so for everybody who doesn't care about wrestling, we are going to make this a half-regular episode, and the other 75% uh, rest not re- wrestling. <laughs> And we'll see how that goes. We'll let you know when we switch if you want to tune out there, but we recommend yeah, you listening. Yeah, we will warn you when we switch from regular episode to, hey, we're going to start talking about wrestling now. But just know that the wrestling conversation is usually fantastic. Always. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so in, Ben, go ahead. So in honor of having such a guest as MJC on here today, we decided we wanted to talk about our personal history with video games. Kind of the different things like where we started, <clears throat> our general overview of the games that we played growing up, and how gaming for us has changed as we've gotten older. So let's start with our guest. Michael, what was your first gaming system? So for me, uh, it it's uh, kind of a long answer just because I had an older brother. So I played uh, a lot of systems before I had one of my own. Uh, but my like first gaming system I guess I played on was a, a Genesis, and it was Streets of Rage would be the game that I spent the most time with. Uh, I remember fondly Streets of Rage because uh, uh, we had like a small like 13-inch TV that was in the kitchen where the Genesis was. So anytime I think of like my mom cooking food when I was little, I also imagine beating the shit out of people in Streets of Rage. Uh, so like the Genesis was awesome. the, 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 the first console, like I played, uh, but like the, the first console I owned would be a Nintendo 64. Uh, like that was like a birthday gift that I kind of like spotted half the money for sort nice. of thing. Uh, I had to convince my parents to let me get that. Cause I think I was like eight or nine at that point. Uh, so it's not like I had a lot of money, but <laughs> It was like one of those combinations of like, okay, you did really well in school, your birthday's coming up, and you saved up some money, so let's get you a console. And it was the N64 where, oddly enough, I think the first game I got was the ECW game for the N64. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, The reason I did it, so Connect Wrestling, is I bought the N64, and then Rhino was doing a signing at a Funko Land 
the day the game came out. So I convinced my mom to go there. I still have a, a Polaroid photo where my mom has one of me and Rhino holding the ECW game. Uh, so like that is console. fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, that is yeah. so good. Yeah. Uh, so my first like console that I owned myself was N64, and the first game I got for it was the ECW game, which was a bad game, but I got to meet Rhino. <laughs> at yeah, a I think that's land. a fair trade off. Yeah. Also, Funko elaborate land. on what a Funko Land is. Yeah. Uh, Funko Land is what GameStop is. So GameStop bought Funko Land. I, I guess it is regional, uh, Funko Land. Uh, so GameStop, when they acquired a bunch of things, there was uh, a Funko Land. They acquired Funko Land and EB Games. Uh, so in Chicago, all the Funko Lands just turned into GameStops. Okay, yeah. So in Miami, we had EB Games, <clears throat> and we had GameStops. And at one point, I remember the mall that I'd go to had an EB Games and a GameStop literally right down from each other, and then it became two GameStops down from each other, which was kind of hilarious. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just remember we did one not day. Have Funko Land. <laughs> yeah, I just remember one day the Funko Land said GameStop, and I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> what? <laughs> like that was it. Georgia also yeah. had Rhino Games. Yep. That Rhino tie in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you said Rhino, that's where I went and I was like, wait, he's not <laughs> talking about the store. <laughs> nope, nope. Talking about the professional wrestler and congressional candidate. What was he running for? Oh, yes, oh wow. He was for Detroit. I forget Boy. what he was running for and lost. Congressional seat. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah. State Congress, not not Okay, okay, yeah. Uh so yeah, that that's like early video game memories slash like first console i bought okay did did the uh did the wrestling love continue in n64 or how did you find yourself branching out from your your first ecw game to to other games were your decisions based on like your blockbuster rentals or oh for sure what, it was what drove your your choices back then because it's different now you know you just go online and find what you want yeah, uh, a lot of so and uh, people forget this. Like, video games were way more expensive back then than they are today. Oh N60, yeah. N sixty four games would range from like sixty to ninety dollars, depending on like how big the game was for like the cartridge. Uh, so I kind of lived off Blockbuster and Hollywood Video, Ooh. which was like the competing video store, uh, at least Ooh. in Chicago. We have them out here too. That's oh, okay. Uh, so it was constantly just, uh, judging books by their cover, <laughs> going into uh blockbuster or Hollywood video. And my parents would let me get like one rental every two weeks or like, so we would, we, we would go to Hollywood video, like, or blockbuster every week and get a movie, but video games are more expensive to rent. So I would be able to get one every like two weeks. Oh yeah. I remember that. Yeah. That, so that video game upcharge. Oh yeah, it was it was usually like double and less yeah, the like, time that you Yeah, exactly. Movie. It was ridiculous. Yeah, so I uh would just kind of rent everything I could. Uh basically like anything on the shelf, I would just get a new game every time and there would be some games that I'd just rent over and over again. Uh good thing my brother had a PS1, so I would play like whatever he would buy oh, nice. he was a teen, so he would buy, you know, he had a job, he could just buy games, but I would right. have to live off rentals. Right, right, exactly. Uh, well, it's interesting too because most kids, you know, you either grew up with an N sixty four in your house, at least in our in our general age range. Either you grew up with an N sixty four or a PS one, so you kind of got to have both at least. Yeah, but my brother was also kind of a dick about it. No, <laughs> really, like play you couldn't actually games. play it. This man, at one point, my mom <laughs> yelled at him. Uh, he put a plastic bag over the controller before he gave it to me, and I would have wow. to play his PS1 with, like, a, a plastic bag over it. Oh, boy. 
until my mom found out and was just like, what the hell? Uh, especially I was a very eating. clean and organized kid. So it was yeah. just like, what are you doing? You gotta quit eating them Cheetos while you're playing video games. I would never. <laughs> uh, <laughs> never eat Cheetos while playing video games or never eat Cheetos? Mm, that's uh, a valid no. question. Mm, you know so, I will, choices. so I will have Cheetos every once in a while, but I don't <laughs> eat chips when I play games. That's okay. a good decision. Yeah. Solid move. Solid move there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I remember like my brother's PS1 uh, for a while. Uh, the only game I had access to was the demo disc, and I was young enough Ooh. that I didn't realize that those were full games. Right. You know, like those could be full games. So I only oh, thought yeah. Crash Bandicoot was the first level. I thought NHL oh, games are only the first quarter <laughs> because I was like little, like that 96, 97. I was like six and seven. Oh, yeah, know? yeah, exactly. Was that the Primo Pizza Hut demo disc? Um, no, so the demo disc that came originally in the box. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah really I remember. Good that was a great demo yeah. disc. That was Jet Moto. Yep. Crash Bandicoot. NHL. Uh, Ridge Racer? I believe so, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it blew yeah. my mind when, like, I found out, like, Blockbuster and, like, Hollywood Video rented games, and I'm like, wait, there's a full Crash there's Bandicoot? A... Yeah, there's a full <laughs> game? <laughs> what? <laughs> Like, it's more than the one level? Like, holy <laughs> shit. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. To, That's so to go back and relive those days. Oh, for real. Like, the first time playing through Crash Bandicoot. It's magic. Yeah. At least for me it was. But yeah. Well, Andy, what was your first uh, so, video game? So, uh, my system? first one, similar to MJC, for a while I didn't have, we didn't have any console in the house, but... Uh, my uncle was a big gamer, um, and he decided that the the best gaming console ever was coming out, and he no longer needed his Genesis. So he gave me his Genesis and bought himself a Sega Saturn. Mistake, but uh, I got a Genesis, and he literally like he he brought the Genesis over to my house. I still remember it, and he brought this little basket, like the kind of basket you like. Uh, have like your pencils in school and stuff and like school supplies and it was just cartridges piled um and so i would just randomly pick out ones that i thought looked interesting and play them so some of the first few games i remember playing on there was like that fucking lion king game aladdin game oh so good aladdin uh the jurassic park game for genesis which was ridiculously hard I only um, remember the PlayStation Jurassic Park game. Oh, that was the, actually pretty good. Oh yeah, that one was good. The Genesis one was hard as shit. Um, but then also there was a Shadow Run game for uh, for Genesis. I don't know if either of you guys were like ever have ever done anything with Shadow Run, which is normally like a tabletop RPG. No. no. Oh yeah. No. So in 1994, they they developed a Sega Genesis version of Shadowrun and and I really had no idea what what the heck was going on in this game um but it's like they took what was normally like a turn-based RPG and turned it into like this weird open world game where you were going around and shooting guys and and going through this weird like cyberpunk kind of city so I was all about that uh Marble Madness was another one that stuck out because I played a ton of Marble Madness and I think I would just like shove a pencil in my eye if I ever played that game again. Did Did you guys, either of you, ever play Marble Madness or know what I'm talking about? 
I know no. what you're talking about, but only oh, when uh, people reference it. I never played it. It's just, it's just horrible. I know it's a Mark Cerny joint. Yeah, I mean, I you're literally know. just taking a marble through these like ridiculous mazes and stuff, and it's just, it can be so frustrating. And I don't know why, as a child, I subjected myself to that kind of torture. But <laughs> it really, was work more than anything. Um, so yeah, Genesis was definitely my like mainstay for a while, and then um, same as you, MJC, it was kind of a Christmas birthday. You've been doing good in school. Here's a PlayStation One because the DualShock is out now, mm-hmm. and then the PlayStation One became my thing. But I didn't have an N64 as well, so I was like the PlayStation house, and then my friend's house was the N64 house. So he would come over to play like Crash Bandicoot, and I would go over there and play like you know Mario. And stuff. So that was a lot of a lot of my time, and I a lot of games got chose by either staring at the wall at Toys R Us, which I don't know if you guys either of you remember or ever went to a Toys R Us to buy video games, but it was a weird experience in the nineties. The papers. Yes, the papers. Yes. Thank you. You're yes. like the only person I've asked yes. about this who remembers. <laughs> Go to the shelf. You pick the slip. Yes. You go to customer service. <laughs> and they go to the back, and then sometimes they're like, we don't have that game. Yep, yep. yeah. I remember that part. <laughs> okay. Vividly. Yeah, I remember just staring at the papers, <laughs> and then I remember, like, they never had, at least the Toys R Us I went to, didn't have a PS1 demo unit playing, like, the newest game. They always had an N64. So I'd always go up to the N64 and be like, oh, this Zelda thing looks fucking cool. <laughs> I want to play this at <laughs> this stupid PlayStation. But I think that's how I found Crash Bandicoot, was just staring at the wall and being like, that one. And Crash Bandicoot was definitely the first game that I got just, like, super hardcore on and was like, I would play it, and I remember that's like probably the first game I remember beating all the way through. Um, like, getting to the credits and realizing that's a thing that can happen. <laughs> Nightmare Creatures for me is the first game I vividly remember beating. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why, but I remember that game. I remember it scaring me as a kid. I still own it and put it on every once in a while. I'm just like, this scared me. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, I I remember some like... I also always had a PC because my dad was a software dev, so... There was always a PC in the house, so we would get he would randomly like pick up random PC games for me, or people would give them to me as a gift when I was a kid. And I remember those random games that were like way too creepy. Like there was a Titanic game I remember as a kid that was horrifying. Did either of you play the Titanic PC game? No. no. Oh boy. Okay, I didn't have like, a PC till way later in my game. Oh, career. I had a PC like you know from before I remember, but. There was this Titanic video game that you were, like, on the Titanic, and every character that you interacted with was already dead. And they were all creepy-looking and, like, pale, and then they would ask you to go look for things, and it was just horrifying. I remember playing it and being like, I don't like this. I'm scared. Um, I remember there was an Are You Afraid of the Dark game once my sister also got and, like, made me play, and I was just like, no, I'm scared. Nope, too young. Can't do oh it. Oh my god! I'm just getting like like rushes of nostalgia right now as you're talking oh, about yeah. like early PC games or like oh, '90s early PC, PC games. Games were so weird. Uh, I remember uh, my dad on a whim got a Renaissance Center compact Passario. 
because he didn't know what a computer oh, really boy. was. So yeah. he rent a centered one because it was Oof. like worst case scenario. I just stopped paying for this and then they take it away. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which just, he ended up just letting him do like after like two it. months. <laughs> yeah. Just like, you can take it. I'm done with it. Like, cause we didn't have it connected to the internet. Cause he didn't know that you needed the internet to do basic functions, but <laughs> it came pre-installed with a Jurassic park game. Uh, and it was very bare bones. Like it basically had a, horrible like 3d like entrance that you would go through i i've been like trying to track it down because i'm sure it's out there somewhere but you would like basically walk through like the like the main hall you know where they had like the staircases uh right. that, from the movie and you would basically kind of walk through like where i the... went on my vacation <laughs> you'd basically just like walk through like jurassic park and i remember just playing that demo over and over again because i was a big jurassic park fan as a kid because who wouldn't be at like exactly like in their like <laughs> five to ten year old range and i just would play that over and over again and that's kind of why my dad just got rid of the pc because it was just the jurassic park machine <laughs> he was paying weekly <laughs> payments on it because he didn't know what to do with it he just knew like people get computers and yeah yeah you're supposed to get so, one of these right yeah, so it's like, oh, maybe the kids can use it to write papers, but none of my classes at that time were asking for anything, like, to be typed. Uh, so I would just walk around the Jurassic Park demo station or whatever. Uh, oh, but that's yeah. That's amazing. Well, that's like, you know, like, it's like some of those games I remember playing and being like, I had no idea what to do. Um, and I did go and look it up. It was Titanic Adventure Out of Time. It was probably not as creepy as, you know, six, seven-year-old me thought it was. Um, but they did use really weird, like, half-ass full-motion video in the way that, like, they would animate the face and the mouth, but not really the rest of the body. And it just looks horrific. Because, by the way, it's on Steam for five ninety nine anybody wants this game you should do a, a twitch play of it i should i should do a twitch play on it it looking at it is like bringing back so many memories and i'm like this probably wasn't as scary as i thought it was but it is a weird fucking game um but uh yeah that was i mean and then you know like like i was asking you about kind of building the catalog it was it was blockbuster Hollywood video and and we had an Albertsons grocery that also rented games and I remember randomly grabbing games for like the Genesis or the PS1 depending on you know what I wanted to play because I still kind of felt like I played those in tandem at times like I would jump back to the Genesis um dude renting PlayStation 1 games was such a crapshoot though oh yeah because they'd be scratched up and wouldn't play yep <laughs> yeah oh yeah there was plenty of times I got this that just didn't just wasn't gonna do and mm. try and explain that to like the middle-aged person running blockbuster no, they, like hey it didn't work and they're like no uh, no you broke it it's like no it's it, yeah. scratched to hell <laughs> well, obviously you did that yeah. <laughs> but right. uh so yeah so ben how about you what's your all right well let me age myself here we go drastically here my first console was the regular no Oh boy! I got it when I was three years old. The great year of 1992. It came nice. with the classic Super Mario Brothers. 
that had the combo duck hunt. Also got the laser light gun. So learned how to shoot at that stupid ass dog with duck hunt <laughs> over and over and over again. Um, it was always in my grandmother's room so that like pseudo my grandmother could keep an eye on what I was playing because they were all very like video games oh, were yeah. so very new. Yeah, yeah. But what ended up happening was me and my grandmother ended up getting like Pac-Man, Mrs. Pac-Man on the regular Nintendo playing it for way too long. My grandmother was That's amazing awesome. at Pac-Man. And then we would go through and play like the Super Mario 3. Mario World 3 with the Tanuki suit and stuff like that. So I, rem- I I remember getting that and then I mean I had that forever. Um we then moved it into the into my room at my grandparents' house because I basically lived with them. And the first game that I rem- that I remember without an adult helping me beating was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. Super Nintendo game, like Mutants, Mutants oh, in Manhattan. Man. Yeah. It was like the first one I beat by myself, and I've just never felt so alive as beating <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. <laughs> just, it was fantastic. But, That's uh, awesome. I, I honestly, it's funny. We got it, and like, I, I, before I started first grade, it may have even been before I started kindergarten, like, I got that, like, Christmas of ninety two. Oh yeah, my my it. my Genesis was before I started kindergarten. Word, yeah, but I uh, I remember getting it, but I think like by the time I got the regular Nintendo, the Super Nintendo was already getting ready to come out, or may have already that's, been out. That's fair, it probably was. And I think it was when my uh, grandfather saw how much I enjoyed that he got the Super Nintendo for me and got, you know, the, the good old Super Mario Kart turtles in time. And honestly, those were the two biggest games I played on that one. But that's also the Super Nintendo is when I started digging into going to uh blockbusters and stuff like that and getting uh, me and me and my mom. It was always funny. We would always rent the mighty Morphin power Rangers, the movie video game. Cause I'm a huge oh, power boy. Rangers fan. Yep. And oh, that's very we would bad. play it. We would play it and beat it like multiple times a day. Nice. My mom actually forgot to pick me up from school one time because she got so <laughs> caught up playing Donkey Kong Country. That's awesome. And you never let her forget that, right? Nope. And when she listens to this, I'll probably get a phone call. <laughs> oh God, it's so. But good. yeah, it was Did... like it was like the the Donkey Kong games and stuff like that were a big one. Um and. The first Donkey Kong Country, I'll never forget. I had a dream on how to beat the first boss. Or the last boss, sorry. The the last fight with King K. Roll. I had a dream about what you needed to do to beat him. And I woke up the next morning and I go to mom. I was like, hey mom, do this when you do that battle. And it worked. And mom goes, what the fuck? Oh, that's badass. So, and then from that point on, we started buying strategy guides for all of right. those. When they came right. out. Because mom's like, this is weird. I don't, I don't want to see this happen again. <laughs> I don't I don't like your clairvoyancy when it comes to uh Oh boy. To that. That's awesome. 
I, I had one. I was thinking about that. There was always games that like I, I went back to like over and over again. Like I rented them so many times, but never bought them for one reason or another. Like I know for me, it was the X Men fighting game at uh, a blockbuster. Yeah, I think so. It was on the Genesis. My mine was definitely the the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the yeah. movie. I rented that way more than it needed to be rented. And then the other one was actually it was another Power Rangers game as well. It was uh, the Zeo Battle, where it was the kart racing Power Rangers game. Oh, very for nice. Power Rangers Zeo, and I loved it. And then there was also, and if I ever can find a copy of this that is not in horrible condition, <laughs> it was the Al Unser Racing Experience. Oh. And it was one of the first games that sparked my love for racing games. That's awesome. Because you would start racing in go-karts. Yeah. And then work your way up to the next series. And at some point you're racing snowmobiles. And then in the end you're racing F1 cars. And it was just a lot of fun. Nice. And yeah, that X-Men game was just (laughs) X-Men. It was just X-Men. There was a lot of X-Men games. Yeah, Yeah, and they were all pretty good from what i remember oh yeah this genesis one was great it was also real simple there was only four playable characters wolverine gamblet cyclops nightcrawler that's yeah, it that's what i remember that was it did you have a game like that michael and that you just would go back to all the time that i would like rent yeah that you would rent just uh, over and over again south park on n64 <laughs> nice not that because it was particularly good, but no. because it felt like I was getting away with something every time I rented it. Because <laughs> if I tried to buy it, I would get ID'd. But if I rented it, they, they didn't care. They wouldn't care, exactly. So I rented that way more often than I should have. And every time I would play it, it would be like probably a kid like trying to like hide porn where I would just, you know, like close the blinds and then like make sure my room's closed and like, all right, mom, you home? And then, no, okay, cool. Put on South Park on N64. Nope. Can't let anyone know I have this. That is awesome. (laughs) That is so good. Um, That's amazing. So, so as you guys got older, at least like for me, for example, I, I got, I went from that Genesis to the PlayStation and I kind of stayed on the PlayStation route for a while. Did you guys, I know, like, MJC, you said you had both in your house. Did you Did you go one way or another early on before you kind of just started having everything? Or did you, did you like, stick with, with you know, I'm just getting Nintendo consoles or I'm just getting PlayStation consoles? Because I remember that being a thing, like, at school all the time, like, early on. Like, there was, you were a Sony fan or you were a Nintendo fan? No, I just swing hard to the PlayStation side. Yeah. Uh, just because eventually the PS1 had more games on N64, and my brother was hitting like high school, so he didn't care about his PlayStation right. anymore. So right. I basically just that became mine, and N64 collected dust. Right. And then you know PS2 had sequels to the PS1. I got really comfortable with that controller, so then I just stayed PS2, PS3, uh, oh, and yeah. then PS4. Nice, uh, nice. But yeah, for moved me, into I was, PCs yeah, it was the same way. It was like I went from that PS1 to eventually getting the PS2 in the same kind of like birthday Christmas scenario. And it was like I had some money and then my dad was like, okay, let's go to Target. We'll get you that, that PS2. And I kept that PS2 rocking for the longest time because um, I didn't get a 360 until like 2010. So I was rocking that PS2 for a while. 
Ben, I have a feeling I know what you did, but... Oh? Feel like you just, know my life? Yeah, I feel like I know your life, but you can go ahead and let the rest of the people know. Well, I went from Super Nintendo. I uh, actually went from Super Nintendo to PS1 and right. loved it. Uh, Final Fantasy VII became me and my best friend all through <laughs> school. Uh, loved the RPGs. Uh, moved over to the PS2. Uh, I bought the PS2 myself, but was unaware that I also needed a memory card. Oh, really got you. So the first two days of my PS of owning my PS2, it never turned off. Oh until I no! Could go back to Walmart to get a memory card because I bought the PS2 and Final <laughs> Fantasy X. Oh god! So we went back and got the memory card, and that was fine. And I, I mean, I kept PS2. Uh, started playing a lot of like SmackDown, like shut your mouth, mm. know your role. Here comes the pain. Oh boy! And uh, all the the glory days of WWE video games. Yeah, yeah, I've heard um, both of you talk about that, because MGC, wasn't there also one you had that was, like, a ridiculous wrestling game? Um, Well, I mean, there was, like, wrestling games that were bad that right. I loved, like, in your house. That's the one. For the PS1? Yeah. Like, that yeah. was a bad game, but I <laughs> loved it because it was weird. Yeah. It, like, they uh, made a fighting game, basically. Right. Yeah, Rumble so Roses was an amazing wrestling game. If you can get over how fan servicey it is, it is right. really good. Oh my god! Um, but the the funny thing is, I had my PS2 all the way through high school, and my senior year, my graduation present from my parents was an Xbox 360. Nice. So this now, was did... 2007. That would be and... yeah, seven for you. Yeah, 2007, and everybody was getting cars, and I got an Xbox. But I guarantee <laughs> you that I got more use out of my Xbox than any of them got out of their cars. <laughs> now, did did any of you make a pit stop at a Dreamcast in in that in that time period? Or I had a stepbrother always... had one, but I never did. There you go. I always wanted to, and by the time yeah. I was going to pull the trigger, they were done. So, so... it just like worked out. I pulled the trigger, like, right when... I remember this vividly, like, right when it was announced that they were, like, we're done. The uh, GameStop at our mall had them just dropped down to $50. Um, and I went, and I bought it, and they all the games were super cheap. And the uh, this is an important turn for me, because the Dreamcast is why I got into sports and sports games. 2K. Yep. 2K series is what like super got me into sports games. Super got me into like you know I had I got MLB, NBA, NFL, and just went hard on all of those. Um, and 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 yeah, I said NBA, MLB, NFL, yeah, all of them, all the good ones. Um, and those games were just so good, and they looked way better than they should have on the on the Dreamcast and. I got real into the Dreamcast for a hot minute there, and and Sonic. I remember I had like a small collection of Dreamcast games, but I, I still love that system. Now, I, I have two two nostalgia things I want to bring up because every time we talk about this stuff, I, I it just reminds me. Um, did you guys used to buy the cheat code books? Like, oh, like would the, you guys like the, ever buy cheat codes? I thousand never cheats. Never bought those thousand cheats ones. I remember if I would see them at like Barnes and Noble and it wasn't like wrapped up in plastic, I would definitely look through them and write one or two down. 
but <laughs> <laughs> I never bought one. Ben? I was a Game Shark guy. Game oh, Shark guy? Game, okay. The Game Shark could do so much more than the few books could. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, so I would exclusively buy cheat code books at book fairs at elementary school. Oh, that is awesome. Like That is so 90s, it's ridiculous. Because there was only two things you would really do. So there was like uh, uh, book fairs, or you would get like the Scholastic Catalog. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. I and you you gotta, guys you, oh, I did. And you got to write which ones you want. And then yeah, you know. and, and most kids would get the guinness book of world records every time oh yeah i definitely mm. got the guinness book one year <laughs> I, that, I was have... that was me <laughs> that was you my mom <laughs> my mom got so tired of buying the guinness book of world records <laughs> she finally told me when i was like in fifth grade this is gonna be like the fourth year in a row that i wanted it she goes it's the same damn book with two records changed <laughs> yeah. and different pictures maybe oh my of the God. same i records. want everyone to know though that uh when I won $3,000 at a state trivia tournament, I rubbed the fact that I read the Guinness Book of World Records <laughs> all up in mom's face. There you go. I came home with the big check. There you go. That's I just awesome. remember everyone wanted those books, not because they even cared about the records. It's because they always had like the coolest cover. It would always no, be like, that's a holographic exactly. cover. It was a holographic cover Embossed, where they have like weird beautiful, orbs. Yeah. Beautiful yeah. cover. Oh, man. <laughs> but I would buy cheat code books uh at book fairs uh because like my school would do the thing where they would just like bring a shit ton of books to the school and then like oh, take yeah. over the cafeteria and, or like a small gym room and then just yeah. like, all right book fair guys yeah they would uh, take a chunk of the library at my school i remember that yeah and so then i you know so between that and this classic thing and then i would use the cheat codes to dictate what i'm going to get from blockbuster or hollywood video <laughs> oh nice it would be like okay this has some cool cheats yeah, this sounds. This is what I'm going with. <laughs> yeah. And then I would just like mark, like mark, it, like the table of contents of like, all right, rented that, rented that, rented that. That is uh, awesome. But since we, we mentioned memory cards earlier, how often would you guys buy new memory cards? Because I would do the really dumb thing of like, mm, I really need my Madden 2003 season. Yeah, absolutely, you do. <laughs> or my MVP <laughs> baseball season. Yo, fucking MVP baseball. Uh, That's basically what the show ter- was. It like, was, it was. You're right. Down to like managing concession stands. Uh, but I would keep all those seasons on memory cards to where I would just, you know, retire a memory card and then go to GameStop and buy like a knockoff memory card. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, I used to buy a ton of memory cards, and I remember it really became an issue for me for the Dreamcast, because I had all the sports games, and I always wanted to keep all those seasons. And then I remember I found one of those, uh, you know, those mega memory cards? Mm-hmm. There was like, you know, eight memory cards in one, and and I got like two of those, and those like were, you know, this is like the equivalent of like 16 memory cards or something. Yeah, uh, between those them, mega memory was, cards. God, they 64 were megabytes. Yeah, it was like, you think about it now, it's like such a small amount of space. Um, and, oh, it was, I remember just, just loving that. I still remember mine was, because remember in the Dreamcast, it was like you plug it into the controller, and you would hit a little button on the side, and it would change the number of which card you were on, like one through eight. And be like, well, I want to get to my, you know, NFL 2K1 save, so gotta click, click, click over to number four. Yeah, cause, <sighs> because the 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 standard PlayStation memory card was like eight megabytes. Eight, I think. Yeah, yeah, eight, 
And then was it like 16 for the PS2? Yeah, and eventually yeah. you can buy like the Mega version, which was right. I think 64. 64, like, was yeah. like the max. And they looked weird because they were like oddly gigantic. <laughs> right, huge. huge. Huge for yeah, that I, small I had memory. three. <laughs> All of them were Sony brand because I had a knockoff one on my PS1 Corrupt. Nice. So I had three. They were color-coded. One of them was for my sports games. One of them was for my like RPGs and stuff. And then the other one was for uh, my driving games. I still have my PS2. I use it once a year to go through Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. Yes. Uh, that game had the I, best cheats, too. Yes, and I have still my two oldest memory cards. One, the original black one, still has my MVP baseball saves on it. Hell yeah. Um, and my Kingdom Hearts saves. And I have an ugly-ass yellow GameStop <sighs> memory card. Ooh. And again, has like all my Tony Hawk saves on it. Uh, but I remember like having fights with my little sisters when they would like clear a save because they wanted to play the Bratz game and they needed a memory card slot. So oh they would just god. delete something off of it and it's just like, oh god. Oh no. Uh, but oh, I still no. have a working it's a skinny PS2 because like my original fat PS2 eventually died. So luckily PS2s right before that they like got rid of them were like fifty to a hundred dollars. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, so I still have a, a skinny PS2. I just gonna gonna knock on wood here. I still have my fat PS2 with the ginormous network adapter on the back, and that thing still fires up like a champ. It's, I have to probably just blow up the next time I turn it on. Now that I said something though. Yep, and my <laughs> PS2 or my Tony Hawk 3 disc will get scratched or something. <laughs> you can you can order you another one from GameStop. I could. Because they sell them retro games now. I've been buying PS2 games, guys, just so you know. My my parents have my PS2, and it is solely used for SingStar. Oh, God, I remember SingStar, yeah. yeah. Oh, Sing, SingStar. SingStar and oh, Guitar Hero. SingStar is where the, the, the very, very early beginnings before we got to the, the rock band times. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. I bought a couple PS2 games a couple months ago. Uh, but I can't wait to play uh, Def Jam go. Vendetta because I remember loving that game oh, as a kid. Oh, so good. Oh, I love that, that game. So good. Yep. So I, I bought that. I might start streaming uh, on my oh, channel again. So I'm very excited to watch and, you play that game because uh, I have such memories of it. Same. Like oh, Vendetta, oh, Fight for New York was so good too. Yeah. Yep. Oh, the only problem is uh, I, forgot, I bought Vendetta because Fight for New York is super expensive used. Like It's yes. really hard yeah. to find and it's expensive. Um, right. And then I bought, uh, uh, I rebought Black, <laughs> um, which is like the. I Didn't want to was... go the digital download route on the Xbox. Egg. I don't, don't have an Xbox. Xbox. Right. I don't have an Xbox. I'm sorry, I forgot that your tastes are limited. <laughs> I know, but my 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 horizons might broaden soon. So. Um, ah, true, true story. Yeah, uh, I and I bought the Buffy the Vampire game on PS2. Even though I know. There's oh a, my god. And I, even though I know there's a better one that was an yeah, Xbox yeah. exclusive. But that's hilarious. Yeah, I, I I've been buying stupid shit lately. That is that is awesome. I'm very excited to see to see uh, see how that goes when you stream them because I want to see those games again because I have a very specific <laughs> memory for Def Jam Vendetta and I'm I'm just waiting for you to just crush it. Like I don't think it's gonna be exactly what I remembered. I <laughs> know uh, I I'm, I'm scared. Like I, I oh, took out the shrimp wrap. There's <laughs> another it? game that you need to pick up if you're going the nostalgic route. 
need to grab that NFL street. That that game is so good, Ben. I haven't. I grabbed it from a retro store like not long ago, and I haven't had the heart to put it in because I don't want it to not be good. (laughs) Get drunk and let let beer goggles take your vision away from you. That's probably what it needs to be. That's probably exactly what it needs to be. But so I think we're starting to touch on it. So as we've all gotten older, how how have your gaming tendencies or, or patterns or anything changed as you got older? And Ben. MGC, you were talking for a bit, so I'll let Ben go go off on that one. Well, I hate to say it, my gaming tendencies as an adult, I quit playing single-player games for the most part. Because working at a a stop of games, you had so many neckbeards <laughs> and assholes come in and ruin games for you, that if you didn't decide that you were just going to play that game when you got off work, Things got ruined immediately, much like the internet does with any movie nowadays. So I play a lot yeah. more multiplayer games, and even even with that being said, I've been shifting a lot more. Instead of like the super time-intensive multiplayer games I used to play, like I used to would sit down and play hours and hours of Call of Duty to literally keep sharp. Um, I've switched over to playing games like Rocket League. Where I can hop on and play a game real quick, even though sometimes I take that entirely too seriously. So at least um, like a you you try the attempt to like you know hop hop in and out. Okay. Yeah, I try to hop in and out, but I mean a lot of times I still end up having very long game sessions. But it's just Mad- it's a lot Madden more is just a hop in and out. <laughs> yeah, I about to say it's a lot of binging, and I don't yeah. know why you're telling me about Madden playing <laughs> on you. Um, but yeah, I guess I guess my biggest thing is as an adult, I just play a lot more multiplayer because it's become like a social interaction to me. I can get on and play with my buddies all across the country, hop on, play a couple games with them, and then, you know, can call it a day. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, for me, besides having more money to buy whatever games I want, uh, I have less time to actually enjoy any of them. Um but I think that's that's pretty common. Um, but I also just like just decided I don't I don't care. You know, Sony. I'll get a PlayStation. I'll get an Xbox. I'll get a, a Switch and whatever else Nintendo tells me to buy. Um, and I'll just go with it uh, because I've just enjoyed every little bit. As for a while there, I was just like, I I like my Sony consoles. Like I went from the PS2 to 360, and then I got a PS3 somewhere in between there. And then went to the PS4 and kind of wasn't interested in the Xbox for a bit until a little bit later. And then I've kind of just been like, okay, whatever. Whatever system it's on, I'll play it if I have either people to play it with or or it's a good game. Um, I also, like you, Ben, I, same thing. I, I have to end up playing ones that I can jump in and out of rather than the, you know, enormous story-based games like a Horizon or Red Dead will take me just way too long to get through. Because I can hop into Red Dead for 30 minutes and get zero things done. Yep. But, you know, that's, that's I think, kind of comes with the territory of having more responsibility, which is real boring, but it's real. But, uh, how it's about you, bullshit. It is some bullshit. Responsibility is bullshit. Yes. Uh, so my situation is a little different just because I, I review video games. So it, it tends to be way more focused than I would like it to be in terms of like right. got this game have to just focus on this and can't really uh, 
And, like, I'm enjoying reviewing games, but, like, I can't enjoy other games. Like, when I have to crunch on a game, like, when I had to review Days Gone earlier this year, I couldn't touch any other game but Days Gone. Right. Does it for take some of the fun out of it? Does It, it can okay. uh, take a little bit of the fun out of it, but I enjoy it because, you know, playing a game early, uh, get the sometimes play games before, like, they're ready to be played by other people and break right. games, that stuff's <laughs> fun for me. Um, and I, it's just one of those scenes where I have to like, just kind of pick my shots of like, okay, there's a, like, I'm not going to pick a game I know I'm not right for, or like, I'm not going to go out of my way to review something I'm not going to be interested in just because that's just, it's not good for anybody. You know, sure. I'm not going to get a, I'm not going to give a good opinion of a game that I was not looking or I had no interest in, Right. you know, right. that doesn't help the consumer that might be interested in that game. Right. Uh, that doesn't help the developer who is making a game for certain people. It, you know, it's like, I'm not going to review, like, I don't play Madden games anymore. I would never review a Madden <laughs> game because I, I am not the audience for that. Right. Yeah. You're not us. Yeah. 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 At one point was, but at a certain point I just couldn't do sports games every year. Uh, but for the most part, I, I kind of just play anything, you know, like when it's not like review based, like multiplayer games are super easy, especially I just got done doing like a, a thing where I worked eight days in a row and we're talking like eight to 10 hour shifts and it's really hard to get comfortable after a long day of work, knowing you have to wake up the next morning, you know, like you, you, I have this oh, thing, yeah. uh, <laughs> my girlfriend like makes fun out of me for, uh, where if I worked eight to eight, like a 12 hour shift, uh, I will force myself to stay awake as long as possible. And it'll be like midnight and I'm like passing out at my desk trying to play Overwatch. And my girlfriend will be like, hey, <laughs> Michael, go to sleep. And then I'll turn to her in complete seriousness and be like, if I go to sleep, they win. And she's just like, who, the people playing the game? And I'm like, no, work wins. If I go to sleep now, I wake up, I have to go back to work. Oh, I, need to, I need to spend time doing other stuff today that isn't work related. So I need to stay up as long as possible or work will win. <laughs> you know, so I, I, I'm all... <laughs> dude, cause it's one of those things where it's just like, okay, you're up like 16 hours a day, 16, to 18 hours a day. And if you spend 12 of that at work, like, I don't like that balance. So like, I will force <laughs> myself to at least get that a little bit more even as possible. Even if that means I'm only going to sleep four hours the next day. Cause at least I can say I did something other than work. So I, I try and fit gaming in wherever I can and multiplayer games tend to be the thing that's just easier to do. Uh, you know, get a, oh, yeah, a match of call of duty in or right. overwatch. Um, but I do still enjoy like single player games. Uh, but the good thing about being a adult with video games is, uh, I don't know about you guys, but, uh, the first console or the first generation that I was able to buy the console day one was this generation. And yep, same here. I love that feeling of being able to buy a PS4 yeah. on day one. And that is a feeling I'm going to probably chase forever in terms of next generation. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm buying a PS5 day one, and I'm probably buying an Xbox day one. Though yeah. I have a PC with Xbox Game Pass, so I don't know if I'll end so, up buying an Xbox. Yes, you just need to see if you actually need to get the Xbox. Yeah. We'll see what happens. But I, I, I like, you know. I, I'm responsible enough with my money that I can be a little irresponsible with my game purchases. 
you know so oh yeah you know i'm subscribed to xbox game pass uh i buy way too many games day one I, my backlog is ridiculous uh, oh Steam yeah I sales like, destroyed. i have just i still haven't finished spider-man like i'm glad that you feel just... like you can talk about xbox game pass on this podcast yeah right yeah i could do that it's yeah, and, and fucking great it's so good i mean i have i have that game pass ultimate and then i also have uh because ben and i are madden problems i have the ea uh premiere plus extra i have no idea what that's called it's um, ea premiere access <laughs> I was just and being an you're the only one with that problem right now because i walked off that boat you walked away from ago. that but i was like "Ooh, fifa 20 so <laughs> had to jump on that, but yeah, I mean all the all the, all the gaming services, all that uh, you could spend so long on it. And we've been talking about this for a while, and we've only lightly brushed on I think a very common game that all of us uh, enjoy in a party situation. Rock Band, exactly. <laughs> so yep. MJC, I know you're also a big fan. Whew. Rock <laughs> Band, it has been very important to my gaming life. Like it's, Same. It's so, like, I believe Rock Band, was it one or two that came out? I'm going to have to look at this up. Uh, one, two, and three came out on the PS3. No, no, I know that, but what year? Okay, so I think 2008 is the best year of gaming ever. I like it. Um, and Rock Band 2 is a major part of that. Nice. Um, because I came out senior year of high school. Right. Um, there was a, uh, land center, uh, like across the street from my high school and we knew the owners. So we would constantly cut class to go there. And one day, uh, one of like our rich friends bought rock band, but his parents, he, he didn't have oh, room in his apartment yes. oh, or no. his apartment with his parents with it. So he convince the people at this gaming land center to let him keep it there in the, in their office. So we would play rock band at this place for free. They had a nice projector and sound system in the office and we would just spend hours at this game center. Like we would cut class at oh, noon that is awesome. and stay there till eight. And right. the, my, my favorite thing about it is, uh, my friends, uh, that I, I play rock band with, uh, they didn't know any of the artists or music in rock band <laughs> at all. Oh so, no. So this was a great thing. Cause so like uh, my friends, they were, you know, they're all like African-American and they only listen to rap and hip hop, but right. they love playing rock band. Right. And it was always so you're one of getting them where, into like the Foo Fighters. And yes. These. And, and <laughs> at a certain point they're like Soundgarden is their favorite band. They like the <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah, yes. And oh, it's so good. they would go home and then tell their, you know, their family that they would like this music and their family would be like, why are you listening to this? Like, because a rock band. And I got them all hooked on like this music that they just never like, you know, like pursued to listen to. Oh, so, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was interesting just them being like, oh, this Nirvana band's pretty good. <laughs> uh, do they still make music? And oh. me being like, oh. Um, oh, sweet baby child. Let me tell you about Courtney Love. <laughs> 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 you know? And, you you know, started that exactly the way I hoped. <laughs> uh, oh my my favorite one is like one of my friends was just like, 
like man this black sabbath guy kind of sounds like ozzy osborne from the oh. osborns and me oh, being yes. like because that is ozzy osborne from the osborns this Sheila song Green is from... and Narls barkley are the same person yeah yeah you know just like explaining that stuff but like we would play rock band and eventually that land center realized that like we were playing rock band eight hours a day and we were only oh, buying right. balls energy drinks so, oh balls oh god so at a certain point they just realized like we can probably charge for rock band um so they started to charge for rock band and then i just of was course. like fuck it yeah. buying rock band for my basement oh yeah and my friends would just come over and we'd play rock band too oh, at god. my place and we're talking about uh, like kids that you wouldn't think could sing right paramore Oh, in a high-pitched yes. voice and like my mom being like who has the lovely voice singing paramore and i'm like that's my friend henton and she's like <laughs> who's henton I'm like the guy who's like six three you know oh. like the, the super tall guy is that's singing awesome. paramore in his highest pitch voice and doing a oh really good God. job at it so we would just play rock band like crazy and uh just uh like two three weeks ago uh uh, one of the, the same guy who's like six three, like he uh, he like works for like the government now. Um, he was visiting uh, Chicago, and we played rock band for eight hours, like rock band four. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, we were drinking White Claw. <laughs> uh, yes. Oh shit! There's we, no laws. We went <laughs> through three drinking claws. <laughs> we so we it was like six of us. We went through like three cases of White Claw, a bottle of Patron, uh, Angry Orchard, and played Oof. rock band from seven to two in the morning yeah and we yeah. didn't even realize what time it was and i have like 400 songs so we were just like oh burning God. through rock band because i all my purchases from the ps2 or uh from the rock the band 2 yeah. transferred over oh yeah oh, so yeah. Ben I just, and i ben yeah. and i can definitely relate to those hours of playing rock band into the into the morning yeah. oh yes so also, rock band very important uh, oh, to god. like growing yeah. up. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Same. I remember playing it like you know near the end of high school as well. Um, my senior year was '09, but like I remember playing it. I remember like back then I was I was also playing in bands, like actually playing like real instruments. And I remember I would sometimes have like gigs and stuff, and I would go play a gig. And then we would all go back to somebody's house, to somebody's garage or basement or something, and then play rock band for, like, eight hours. Like, just into the night, drinking Monster and Balls and all those horrible energy drinks. And it was just so much fun. And that has just evolved into now my adult parties are rock band and a lot of alcohol. Yep. The bass, same, same. And, I mean, Ben knows that I get drunk... He's gonna have to tolerate no less than three to four Foo Fighter songs and Gin All Blossoms. The Foo and Gin Blossoms every time. It's funny you mention that person who can sing Paramore <laughs> that shouldn't be able to sing it. I, oh yes, it's me. I'm that person. Uh, ben is the person who I cannot listen to anybody else sing "Plush" by Stone Temple Pilots ever again <laughs> because Ben just rocks it like you would not expect. And and I I can't I don't even listen to it when it comes on the radio anymore. I'm like okay. no no. Here here's here's a question. Uh, yeah. We have a song that my group ends on almost every time. We have two songs. Oh yeah. Uh, that we always like if we play those songs the night is over. Uh, it is uh, uh, 
Maps by the IAS, like that's our end song, or of course, Bohemian Rhapsody. Do you guys have an end song or do you have like a song that you're like, we are playing this no matter what during this session? It's the the second one. Yeah, it's for us. We don't usually have an end song because usually it just involves... We just go somebody, somebody just getting like enough people just getting too tired that that we have to shut it all down. But every single time we gotta play uh, "Plush" by Stone Temple Pilots, like there is okay. no exception. We could be we could be collapsing and vomiting. You gotta play "Plush." You gotta just yeah. you gotta get it done, and and there's there is no excuses. So it's funny you mentioned maps. Um, <laughs> I've got a really funny rock band story. So the Christmas I got rock band, a phone call came to the house because this was in the age before cell phones or before I had a cell phone, I should say. Better way to put it. There you go. <laughs> um, it was a call from GameStop. So my parents did not answer the phone. They said it was for me and I picked it up and this is like November and they're like, hey, just letting you know your pre-order of rock band will be available for pickup November blankety blank. And I was like, hmm, Okay. I put the phone down and goes, I don't remember ordering Rock Band. And my mom and Chuck froze. <laughs> because that's what they, they had pre-ordered it, got right. it for me for Christmas, and I now knew exactly what I was getting for Christmas. So since I knew what I was getting, I told my friend Gabe and my buddy Dustin, I was like, guys, whatever you guys do Christmas, open your presents early. I know my parents got me Rock Band. Oh, uh, Yeah. So, like, 9 o'clock hits, Gabe's like, I'm on my way. I'm like, sweet, we just yes. got done setting everything up. Oh, my God. And then uh, Dustin comes over. But when you first start Rock Band, you play maps no less than 3 million times. <laughs> because maps? Those first, like, my six... name is Jonas. <laughs> uh, not, no, 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 no. Say it ain't so. Yeah, say it ain't so. Sorry. Say it ain't so. You're right. But at one point, it was, like, 3 in the afternoon. We've all been playing, and... Mom goes after we finish. She goes, if I hear maps one more motherfucking time, I'm turning it off. Because she was so tired of hearing maps. So tired of hearing one of the three of us attempting to sing maps. Attempt to sing maps. Yeah. Oh, my God. That is awesome. And, and Michael, you talked about all the games you had from your PS3. um, Because apparently just had random disposable income as a child um but but i i have never felt more dangerous than the drunken rock band purchases i have made oh dude yeah there was i mean it's so scary. many it's ben uh, has been there the, the last ben session encouraged yeah yes <laughs> the, the the last session uh we I like in the morning I looked and there was twenty two dollars worth of charges. So like, <laughs> songs were charged, and I'm just and like, you vaguely remember that happening? I'm like, I'm like, okay, who ordered the Jonas Brothers song? Also, oh I God. found five dollars in my pocket, so someone oh, yeah. must have paid me for it immediately. I was like, somebody wanted the Van Halen pack at one of my birthday parties, and they were like, here, here's here's ten dollars. Just just get this. We gotta get this. And I'm like, oh yeah, okay, let's, let's do it. <laughs> And and it just oh man every time, every time something gets purchased in just a haze. Yeah, because I think uh, the last rock band session, especially I had the full setup where you know I had two guitars because my rock band two guitar still works. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So two guitars, drums, uh, then uh, 
two microphones for harmonies, you know? So yep. like everyone was like pretty active in it. I don't sing. So I just was guitar, bass and drums, but yeah, right. we, we had like the, the full, the full setup. Oh, I tracked down even the rock band three keyboard at some point. Uh, I have I, that. I really, I've... does it work with rock band four? Uh, no. no, it does not, which okay. is a bummer. Okay. Um, and even I was when I played it with rock band three, it was fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, it if it works, not I great. would buy that now. <laughs> it was not great, but it was just, I was just like, I have to have it. It's part of the, it's part of the rock band uh, set and the history. So I had to get it, but I knew we all had to talk about rock band. We've been talking Indeed. about gaming for a bit, so I don't know if this is time to transition to the next part, unless anybody has any closing thoughts about our gaming histories in general. I just... I just want to say, listening to the conversation we had, the three of us, we are a bunch of fucking nerds. Yeah. Wow. We also need to all play rock band at some point. So, either yeah. Ben and I are going to end up in Chicago, or Michael needs to come to Atlanta. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> ben, I need you to issue the warning about what's about to happen in this episode. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to move into the land of professional wrestling. Fancy man grappling, whatever you want to call it. Stick around if you want some great conversations, but we're not going to have our feelings hurt. Yes, if you, you want to leave, now. this is the time. Thank you for listening. But going forward, time some wrestling. It is time for wrestling. So, we've got Hell in a Cell coming up Sunday, guys. And they have only announced three matches. So, let's talk about the big things that they've done yes. this week. Uh, Raw and SmackDown did what they called a season premiere, which was basically, hey guys, we got a new shiny set, and one of our shows have changed time and day. What did you guys think of the new sets? Raw has a nice set. SmackDown might have the best set that they've ever had. I love the SmackDown set. It looks so good. It looks fucking cool. My only concern was about if we're still going to get the wacky wave inflatable arm flailing tube mans for Bailey, and we still did, so I'm good. We're fine. I I kind of wish the giant fist would have made a return, but I will take this. this. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I only want the fist to come back so that in a future game I can jump off of it again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, speaking but of yeah, people no, that set, jump off things, set-wise, fantastic. Jeff Hardy did get arrested again today. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Fantastic. Nice. That's how you celebrate guess, a season premiere week. Guess what he got arrested for. A DUI, DUI again? DWI, but yeah. Ooh, same thing. Ooh, okay. <laughs> yep, mm. you're right. Yep, that's, that's another one for him. But... So, new sets, super cool. Um, what do we think about the new Raw Raw announce team? How do we feel about that? I, I uh, mm, go, you go first. <laughs> I was gonna say, I'm not the biggest fan of it, but also know that it's probably not gonna be the final product. Right. It seems like it's gonna be what they use. To get to the next step, sure. I can see that. What are you? I, uh, what are you thinking over there, like I really like Vic Joseph. I think he could be definitely like the next like voice going in, you know, to Raw. Sure. Uh, Dio Madden, who I haven't, I wasn't too familiar with. Uh, so he didn't. I don't feel like he had a good showing because 
I thought Renee Young was the problem where all she would do is like emote basically of like ooh ah and it looks like that's just what they want from the third chair because that's kind of all he did was just like grunts and like reaction yeah. sounds right which is a shame because I would hope you know you he would get more out of third chair it turns out that's just we thought that was Renee Young being bad and it's like no that's just what they want that from the third seems chair. like yeah it seems like what they were instructed uh but uh I hate Jerry the King Lawler I'm... Yeah, I'm with you. I'm not the biggest fan of his announcing or just being there. Especially now because he's just, he's out of touch. Um, yeah. You can tell he's being censored, which is just making him just an out of touch guy who doesn't right. say anything. Like the entire time during like the Sasha Banks match with Becky Lynch on a table and he just kept repeating throughout the match. Like you told me you wouldn't do anything. You told me you wouldn't do anything. Yeah. Was that, like, I was just like, Oh my God, stop. stop. And some of his random like screaming and stuff. I was just like, stop. Yeah. Stop. Uh, so I like Vic Joseph. I want to see more from Dio. I need them to get rid of Jerry. And if you, SmackDown was great commentary wise, like a two man team. I miss two men teams. And, yeah, that was that was interesting. And Cole was doing really good. He seemed like he didn't yeah. have any bullshit. Like they told Cole just be good. Yeah, I he enjoyed was. hearing Cole on on SmackDown a lot. Like that just it just made it, it it made it a lot more enjoyable for me. Yeah, he seemed excited and yeah into it which i feel right. like i haven't heard him sound like that since uh that tokyo show where it was sure. just cole i think by himself uh doing the announcing uh i think maybe vince maybe not is wasn't in his ear this week which i doubt but it seemed very like like a very uh natural natural yeah exactly i'll say this i want to see these announced teams in once we get into the not these big episodes like we saw this week because both Raw and SmackDown had some pretty big events going on around them so I'd rather I, I want to see when it gets back to the normal day to day how these announced teams go I just feel like it's easier for the announced team when you have these huge set pieces that you can announce around but they did a fantastic job oh yeah definitely seen like what they can do with the, you know, once they get into the real weekly grind of it, right? Was is it how it's going to evolve? Right. I, I agree. That'll be that'll be interesting to see. Um, Let's talk about the big elephant in the room. All right. We waited to record this on Friday night so we that did. we could talk post SmackDown. Even though we saw no new matches get announced. Nothing. What did y'all think of SmackDown tonight, guys? <laughs> I love the set. Um, I don't, so I, I watched most of it live, uh, obviously. Uh, I missed like the first five minutes. I, I just saw basically The Rock and Becky beat up uh, Baron Corbin. Yep. So that's what I, happened. Yeah. And, so, <laughs> and I really love the fact that they gave Becky. Uh, the rock rub basically oh i loved it that was uh, fantastic it looked cool yeah. uh just having her stand next to the rock and have them stand side by side because that's still a big deal to be able to be in the ring with the rock so the fact that they're like we're not gonna use this to have rollins in the ring or 
you know, one of the other male superstars. They're like, no, Becky Lynch is going to be with The Rock. Stand side by side with The Rock. I thought that was like a cool visual. Let's put the Raw champion in the ring with The Rock on the premiere of SmackDown. The draft, the wild card <laughs> rule is still in effect. Still in effect. And I, I yeah, mean, I, yeah. I, I, mm, I, I liked what happened there, but knowing that we're going to get these shows hard separated soon, I thought that was not the best. That was purely, purely for ratings. Yeah. Oh, it was but, purely for ratings, but that was also, I mean, that's the issue is you, you introduce Becky Lynch to a SmackDown audience that may or may not get to see Becky Lynch. Right, yeah. Are, we, are so. we still going to get to see her? Yeah. We'll get into predictions on why I think... Yeah. Uh, that won't be that won't matter come next week yeah sure um so braun got to be a beefcake and get in tyson fury's face yeah that was a thing that happened yeah that happened i don't know that why happened. yeah so Wait, I, I agree okay, and I everybody think... everybody everybody stop right now. <laughs> i'm gonna stop everybody right now if you're putting disrespect on tyson fury's name he's no no i'm not specifically putting yeah okay continue Go ahead, MJC, because I think you have a similar opinion as to what was going um, on there. Okay, so I might insult Tyson Fury a little bit. I don't think he's that big of a name uh, to like put a focus on. Yeah, and I, also, no I don't know who if... he was. He's the world heavyweight boxing champion. No but boxing isn't that big a deal. I know who he is, but I feel like a lot of people won't know who he is. Uh, and also, I just... Braun Strowman's so lost, so are we just going to have Tyson Fury knock him out? Are we going to get, like, a Mayweather Big Show type deal where Fury's just going to knock... Cor- uh, he's going to... I almost called him Corbin. That's how fucking lost Braun Strowman Damn, is. Damn, son. Um, he's just going to knock Braun Strowman out, who's a guy that they've been taught... They've been kind of pushing and pushing. stopping and pushing and stopping. Right. Are they just going to let Fury just who's still the active champion, so won't be able to do much with the WWE. They're just going to have him knock the shit out of Braun Strowman at Hell in a Cell or something. And then be done he's just going to punch him one time. It's going to be over. That's what, exactly. But like, who right. does that help? It, it helped. It helps me. <laughs> but, but like, it doesn't help Braun in a long term. It doesn't help WWE yeah. when Fury has to go somewhere. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you'll see Fury do anything other than what we saw tonight. Right, because and I mean, I think it just he literally was there just because he is training in LA. Mm-hmm. Where they right, were it, it just seemed like they threw this pretty subpar match together just to have that moment, and then that's what it was. Because otherwise, the entire time during the match, I was just like, "This is a shitty tag team match." Mm-hmm. So that that was it. Was just it was all such chaos, and then they had that ending, and it it still didn't feel like payoff enough for having to watch that match. How did you feel about this Seth Nakamura match then? It was a thing, but it was only there for the Fiend to, uh, to be Fiend. Yeah, it was just for Fiend, and I was really, so I was really hoping there that that we were gonna get the Fiend attacking somebody besides Seth, but I guess they've definitely gone hard on the the Fiend has one target at a time, which I appreciate. Yeah, yeah, bit. I like it. It. it it's not bad. I just I totally expected to see Nakamura selling the fiend like mandible clawing him in the middle of the ring, and then we just got Seth again. And I, I've kind of seen I've seen the fiend's fingers in Seth Rollins' mouth like just a little bit too much at this point. So I'm, I was just like, okay, let's... probably had to see him one more time, but oh, I'm sure, I'm sure. It was it was a thing that happened. That I I didn't mind that. I, was I, I did like the fact that they opened up this. Uh... Smackdown with the uh, the women's match 
Charlotte and Becky versus yes. the Boss Hug Connection. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. Yeah, to see I, that be your opening match. I made a comment about that too. We were watching. I was like, "Oh, here we go. That's good. That was yeah. that was a fun match." Which is smart. You have Becky with the Rock, and you're like, yeah. "Hey, the women matter. Here's the here's the top woman in a right. match now." enjoy please stay and watch please you please know. stay because it would have been dumb if they would have had becky with the rock and then we had to wait an hour for becky to have a oh. match you know or you especially know, if they yeah. followed it up with you know started you know, off with that eight man tag match yeah. or or maybe the next match we're going to talk about a ladder yeah. match or a couple matches on this card <laughs> yeah and we're like huh was that necessary yeah what, what did we think about the ladder match uh, if that's where you were going next ben I was gonna say I kind of wish they had saved this ladder match for Hell in a Cell. I, I I'm surprised they, they didn't. Yeah. yeah. Ratings. Right. It but I definitely needed, think, needed that pop. Yeah, I definitely think we got the win in this match that was necessary. Yes. Uh, Kevin Owens going over Shane McMahon was great. Especially if they want a more sports-like feel, you need to get rid of Shane McMahon because his punches are not believable. So the no, idea they'd be like, yeah, not. this is like a real thing, and then have <laughs> Shane. Like boxing. This is, this is a real thing. This rotisserie chicken. The same. The same show that they might try and push Tyson Fury on us. Where if Shane McMahon like boxing people, and they're like, you got got to go punches and bunches, baby. Yeah, punches and bunches, baby. Oh my god! Pricks you with a thousand needles. It hurts. <laughs> I mean, I'm no, sad we didn't see Shane McMahon's kids part. in this, and didn't didn't have Kevin Owens yelling at them. Yeah, because um, that's the best thing ever. Yeah, no, I, I was Shane McMahon's kids ringside yelling are the is the best thing ever. Would have been Roman Reigns versus Rowan in a lumberjack match. That was a lumberjack yeah. match. Yeah. Yes. Um. So you had Daniel Bryan ringside on commentary for that one, and uh, that that was another match. Yeah, I don't know. How did you guys feel about that one? It happened. Yeah. I, I'm never a big fan of, like, a, when there's a tag team match on a pay-per-view, you have a singles match, you know, between people the week before. Like, I know that's the only way to build a story, but Reigns was going to win no matter what. Right. Yeah, well, Reigns won, and we got, you know, Daniel Bryan and, and Reigns, I guess, like, you know, truce for now. Not that they were ever really feuding, but they had their, their little handshake there at the end. And I don't know if that's going anywhere, if they're going to be teaming up against against uh, Rowan and Harper or what. Who knows what they'll do with they, that. They are. That's the that's, damn that's the thing? pay-per-view match. Oh, is that, that's the pay-per-view match. You're right. Yeah. One of the few. How could I forget? So, <laughs> so that was a thing. But I, I think we're all just we're all just waiting to talk about this this, this other match here. Let you salt 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 miners go first. Yeah, fuck MJC. You go first. I'm too angry. Okay. <laughs> this was disrespectful as fuck to Kofi Kingston. Fucking disrespect. 
Okay, I want both of you to go back and listen to the past three pay-per-view PowerPoints where you have guys have done nothing but say <laughs> Kofi Mania is dying and it needs to but stop. And Kofi WWE Mania. kills Kofi Mania and you're bitching about WWE <laughs> killing Kofi Mania. But like Fucking killing millennials. It in the, so here's here. Okay, look, look, okay. Listen, okay. listen, okay. listen, bitch. Okay. All right. So yes, Kofi Mania has been going out with a fizzle. But the fact that it ends in a seven-minute match is fucking stupid. And why I think it's stupid is Brock Lesnar on Monday Night Raw killed Rey Mysterio's son. Okay, he he Hard murdered Rey Mysterio's son. So Can we talk Rey, about how well Dominique sold though. Oh, he's like he has I a mean, future if he didn't look weird. He went to the school of selling by Dolph Ziggler. I'm so. just saying, put that kid under a mask, call it a day. Yeah, I think that's all he needs is a mask. Cause he I just, wanted he to the same get a mask, get a mask, get yoked, and come kick some Brock Lesnar ass. Yeah. So he, here's my problem, because I, I like storytelling, and the storytelling here was shit. Okay, because it, it kills Kofi, like makes him look pathetic, and immediately Weak. kicks yeah. him to the back of the line for any title oh, yeah. consideration. Yeah, he's done for a while now. Um, two, Brock Lesnar murdered Rey Mysterio's son. So Rey Mysterio gets vengeance by letting Brock Lesnar proceed to win the WWE title so then his friend Cain Velasquez can fight Lesnar for the title. It would have made more sense if Rey interfered with Cain Velasquez and the match DQ'd never started. Yep. They allow me, allow yep. me to don't report. need the title. Cain Velasquez and Brock Lesnar sells itself. They yeah, don't they don't need, need a title. title on it. Exactly. Thank you. No, they do need the title <laughs> because there are too many people in WWE that don't know how big a deal Cain Velasquez coming in is. But Cain Velasquez is so weird. <laughs> he does look Everybody weird. looks weird. Baron Corbin looks weird. And we Bobby don't like Riley him. looks weird. And we don't big like Big E is built weird. But I can't. Uh, Cain Velasquez. Just I don't know, man. I he can't see it. I can't see it. I can't see I him with the guess. belt. I know I'm he not... can kick my ass and anyone's Absolutely. ass in WWE. But he I just can don't... kick Brock Lesnar's ass. He's yeah. done it. But I just don't see him holding the title and with that body. I don't know. It's a weird thing. I just see him. Like, that body the hoisting title. the title above his head. Fuck no. No. And he doesn't need it. And I don't want another. Like you need the chance, unless they pay him. Uh, he probably doesn't make as much money as Brock. But the idea that you're gonna put the title on another person who's not gonna be on a show every week, the new show you're trying to legitimize. Vasquez just started wrestling. He did one fucking Hurricane Rana, and now he's gonna be our WWE champion. Hey, and it didn't look that great. It was only great because it was him doing it, and no one right. thought he could do it. The Giant won the world heavyweight title in his first match, and all he could do was be big. Yeah, and but he looked believable. I don't like. Yeah, whatever. Okay, you guys just need to understand. Kane Velasquez and Brock Lesnar are going to have a money match. It's going to be amazing. Is it a money match in a fake sport? I would say so. <laughs> Is it though? Like <laughs> I would say, I would say, if there's any chance of something becoming real, it's going to be that match. Yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> If it could, if it turns into a shoot, but I don't know if like UFC fans would be like, oh, I can't wait to see them fight for the title. You know, I I just don't see that being a. I don't see that crossover. Thing. Yeah, 
I just oh. mean like whatever that dude went to wrestling now. Okay, I've never really so seen. You're just saying you don't see the crossover, so you don't see the crossover either way. So how can you make Cain Velasquez seem like a big deal to your casual WWE fan? I don't know. Have him beat Brock Lesnar for the fucking title. Can Vane, uh, Cain Velasquez talk? I've only seen him wrestle or mm-hmm. seen his fight. I'm only talk? concerned. My only concern is can he talk in a PG company? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because the boy can run his mouth. And he can hype up fights, and he did it a lot in UFC. Right, but he got to he use a little bit more colorful language. Right. I don't know. So I, I'll agree. I'm not a big fan of the squash match that happened. No, it but just, I've it also just was, not been ah, a big fan of the way they wrote the last two Seth Rollins versus or the last two Seth Rollins matches. Honestly, the way he beat Brock and the way he beat Braun. I, I didn't like either of those. It makes Kofi look like an idiot. It uh, And I think that was the whole purpose, is to make Kofi... Kofi got caught. He slipped. He made one mistake. So while it does not look good, it's not like he went out there, gave it 110%, and still failed. He made I feel a, like he this made is a Vince rookie move. humbling he, Kofi. I think this is I think this is Vince trying to get your diehards that usually watch Raw to pay more attention to SmackDown. Yeah, I I'm just I think I'm just a little upset that Kofi got a seven second squash. Yeah, and they actually listed it as five on WWE. Oh God, that just that hurts more. But I want to say this: when Rey Mysterio's music hits and you see Brock look there and you see Rey Mysterio in the sling and Brock's like, "Oh, big deal." Then when Brock Lesnar notices Kane Velasquez, the selling in Brock Lesnar's face was fucking gold. Because Brock, Brock is a great seller. We, this is he's one of the best. I want when you he to cares. Clip that, and I'm gonna make it my ringtone. <laughs> Brock is the best seller. Brock is the best seller. And I think I think that's one thing though. Like when he cares, you kind of mentioned it right there. I I think he's intrigued by doing this Kane him thing. Because I think Kane's one of the few people on this earth that Brock respects because Brock knows Kane can take him out back and whoop his ass because he's already done it once. Yeah. I just don't know what the long game is on this. Uh, I don't think anything going on on Ron SmackDown right now has long game written anywhere. Which disappoints me. Yeah. Because that's how be you fun. get the Kofi story. That's how you get the Dan O'Brien story. Uh... I think it's going to have to be somebody stepping up before we start seeing where things go. I think you're not going to really see anything concrete done until after the draft. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's probably right, because they need to just establish what each show is going to have, right? So with that being said, one if, you know, we're sitting here, we're complaining about Kofi losing the title, but one if it's because they plan to put New Day on Raw so they can feud with the OC. That's true. Uh, but so. I feel like that's a time killer, and then you just slap the U.S. title on Kofi, and you're like, hey, consolation yeah. prize. Yeah, I mean, something like that, but I mean, we got to get there. But again, the draft is going to be a big, big part of that. Yeah, absolutely. Let's move into Hell in a Cell. And there there are now four matches officially announced. (laughs) Oh, boy. I've been trying to keep up to date, you know, as we go. Um, Let's start with the big one that I think we're all excited for. We have Seth Rollins versus The Fiend. A Hell in a Cell match for the Universal title. Any argument that the Fiend wins this match? 
I th- he ha- he has to, but it's Bray Wyatt, so they probably it's will. It's not Bray Wyatt, it's the thing. I know, but they start and stop with Bray Wyatt so often that... But they're going to go all in on The Fiend. I hope they are. I hope they are. But there's also rumors that uh, Fox is making a big push to get The Fiend, but I don't know if Fiend works in the we want it to feel like a real sport thing. Yeah, that would... I don't know how that would work. Yeah, if they don't put the title on The Fiend... I, then I have no faith in WWE in terms of like their confidence in Bray Wyatt because this is That's the true. hottest he's ever been. So what is what does a title look like on the Fiend? Because it's not I, like you that... never see the Fiend with the title. You right. only see Firefly Funhouse Bray Wyatt with the All title. Right. All right. Like I he can... opens a gift from the right. Fiend and it's on the, the Firefly title. Funhouse. Yes. Oh, I like it. I like and that. And he never interacts. Right. You never see Bray Wyatt. On Raw, you only get Firefly Funhouse videos. Right. It's the only way to do it. And, and, and I think like you're it. right. Yeah. I like that a lot. I, I will agree. It's the only way it works. And I think that only works on Raw if SmackDown wants a real, you know, like that sports if, field that if you they want to be this. Yeah, exactly. And, and you can they get Cain Velasquez and Brock Lesnar. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's the only way exactly. it works. You keep the fiend on, uh, away from them. Because they're not going to let Fiend eat Brock Lesnar or Kane Velasquez because that'd be fucking beautiful. Uh, I think Kane would be down. So good. <laughs> oh, no, Kane he Velasquez. seems like he would be. Ooh, for can that. we get Kane versus Kane? Oh, I'm sure we could. Uh, I think they, it's funny because Kane Velasquez looks like a weird, shrunken version of Kane, like Kurt <laughs> Kane. So, yeah, maybe that would work. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, look at them side by side. Okay, maybe later. (laughs) (laughs) So, are are we all in on the fiend? We three fiends here. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I think we're. That's not a. That's not. That's not a yes or no answer. (laughs) I. I. Yes, and I hope so. And you hope so. I got it. That's fair. Uh, what do we think about Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks? Another Hell in the Cell match for the women's title. I alluded to this earlier. I think Sasha Banks wins it, so Becky can get drafted to SmackDown because you need the biggest you woman. You need the biggest name, yep. Yep. Yeah, as as hot as I think Becky is right now with the title, but I think you're right. If they if they need her on SmackDown, it would only make sense to put it on Sasha. And, and she's then, better in the chase than she is right. the champion. Right. Okay. Yeah. How about you, with Benny? That, you Sasha with that one? I'm I'm Sasha with that one because I right. completely I completely see that. And going forward with what y'all were kind of mentioning there, I think if we see Sasha win against Becky, do we see Bailey beat Charlotte in our newest announced match? I think so because Becky and Charlotte's been kind of done to death. Though that is a match you know can deliver. So yeah. maybe you do that again for the new SmackDown audience. Okay. Because Bailey as a heel champion on SmackDown doesn't make sense because I don't know if anyone can buy into that because it's still Bailey. I think heel <laughs> needs to get rid of the wacky inflatable arm people. Yeah, she needs to pop them. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I like that idea. So who do we have winning Bailey versus Charlotte? I would, 
I'm you know I'm gonna go for I'm gonna say Charlotte wins. Bailey moves to Raw and feuds with Sasha oh. for the title, or they partner up, or whatever. You keep them together because they're more interesting together than they are far apart. Okay, that's, that's fair. I I like that idea, but yeah, my prediction is they're gonna just keep it on Bailey. Because because now Charlotte can uh, Charlotte is like what it would be like ten time champion. And Not true. Nine. And they added one to Ric Flair on Monday, so... On accident. Yeah, so they can, you know... Oh, yeah, that was hilarious. Keep her accomplishment a little bit further away for matching him in, like, five years. Oh, wow. Uh, Yeah, honestly, I see Charlotte winning that one because of Bailey's chicken shit win at Clash of Champions. I don't see her beating Charlotte in this match. Charlotte's such a good champion. She really is. She's good at good at doing that. She she's like the opposite of Becky, where Becky <laughs> is better in the chase than the, as champion. Yeah, right. Charlotte she's is better, better as, as a champion. champion. Yeah. Right. It's hard to buy Charlotte as an underdog when she's like four yeah. inches taller than almost all of these girls. <laughs> Stronger, faster, it's ridiculous how like she's amazing Charlotte genetically is. Genetically superior. Yeah, and it's true. Oh god. <laughs> like <completely>. Somehow <laughs> because <laughs> Ric uh, Flair was never the athlete <laughs> like Charlotte is well, no no back athlete. in the day well not the athlete Charlotte is but back in the day Ric Flair was a pretty athletic individual yeah no he was but like Charlotte's like like if you, if we would like to to put the scale of their athleticism against each other oh, yeah. like no, Charlotte's no, Charlotte. on a 10 Ric, Ric Flair yeah. at his prime is like a 7 or 8 yeah but if you want to talk about their mic skills it's Rick reversed. is like a is like a forty, and Charlotte might be a seven. Yes. Uh, and the last match that we have announced is Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns versus Eric Rowan and Luke Harper in a tag team match. Something about this match screams Roman Reigns being set up to get demolished. So oh, you, you're 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 expecting also a Vince Russo swerve. I, I I don't know if I want to call it a Vince Russo <laughs> swerve because it makes sense. They've been beat the shit com- out of him for like Daniel Bryan for a couple weeks, and then but it's I could like, so oh, see plan. that being Daniel Bryan's plan to lure Roman into a false sense of security. Okay, because this quote unquote new Daniel Bryan is a douchebag. <laughs> I can see that. I'll agree with you on that. Yeah, I can go behind that. That being said, I mean, Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns probably still win this match. <laughs> they'll win and they'll be a heel turn after the match. Oh, yeah. Right, right, oh, right. Definitely. definitely, I can see that. Maybe not an alliance with Harper, Rowan, and Bryan, but like, uh, hey, we won, but fuck you still. Basically. Ooh, me. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, we don't record this late ever, so this, <laughs> this is catching up quick. You're right. Um, but but for the pay-per-view itself, that's all we have. That's what we got. So it'll be interesting to see what, what happens by Sunday. Yeah. Now, I'm pretty sure we'll probably see a, um Intercontinental match get added with Nakamura versus Ali, maybe, because they've had a couple matches together. Um, I could see some matches getting added later, but... I was telling Andy this before we went on the air. I really like the fact that we don't know every match on the card because it's going to add a lot more surprise to the pay-per-view. 
yeah, I hope they have some like decent surprises and not just like, hey, here's a six man or tag match that we right. threw in. Uh, here's Lashley versus Rusev to confuse you even more. Ooh, yeah, let's not have that. Oh yeah, man, I I, I that, looked that at gifs line. of that so many times, and each time <laughs> I'm just like, what is life? Oh, that story. That's the thing that, I'm doing. Poor I'm Rusev. Not, I'm not cool with that. Story. I don't like it. I don't know. I don't want to see Lashley and Lana make out. No. I didn't need mm-hmm. to see that before. It was bed. yeah. It was for a while. It was awkward. They. I was, it was you like, can, wow. That was. All right. Timing was off. I feel like the cameraman was like, "Do it again." Yeah. <laughs> still have yeah. like thirty seconds, and they did it uh, again. He's like, "No, we still like ten more seconds." <laughs> oh man. Yeah. But uh, this past week we officially had NXT versus AEW kickoff. And oh, AE, yeah, we had the start AE, of the Wednesday Night Wars. We did. AEW struck first. They had a half million more viewers in the head-to-head numbers over NXT. Which I think we need to hold off until we see next week to see if these numbers either level out or continue to skew AEW's way. Because premieres always tend to do better. Yep. Watching both shows... Honestly, I enjoyed NXT more than AEW, but I'm not going to lie. I loved seeing Jack Hager come out and wreck shop. So NXT had a better show because they have stars we know who are established, who are great. Finn Balor returning to NXT. Great, thank God. Uh, Ciampa (laughs) coming back. I was oh, so God. excited for that because I love Almost that man. Almost in tears. Almost like, in tears. Yeah. No, seriously. Like, I was super happy to see that because I knew he was going to come back soon, but, like, seeing him at the end after you just said Balor is going to, like, compete against Cole for the title, then you have him come in at the end. That was like, what the fuck? Can we get um, Ciampa versus Balor? For a number one contendership, and then you get a three-way match of Cole, Balor, and Ciampa. Like, the Blackheart versus the Demon. Like, oh my god. Can't wait. Um, Here, you might appreciate this. My favorite part of AEW is hearing Tony Schiavone commentate again. I've missed his voice so long. He hasn't missed a... Like, he's so good. He's so, so good. Like, it's like time didn't change. And I, it makes JR almost look bad with how good Tony Savani is. Like, it's, I, I was so happy to hear him commentate, and he was so good the whole night. It was a blast from the past. AEW felt like I was watching a good episode of WCW Thunder or Nitro, whichever one you like, want to compare it to. 90% cruiserweight matches. Something like that. Yeah. I, I enjoyed AEW. Uh, it, it was good. The only issue with AEW was everybody you knew, but you knew them from WWE. Yeah, yeah. When yeah, It felt like leftovers. It kind of did. Uh, the Especially when they were uh, chanting, we the people at uh, Jack Hagar. Yeah. That, that was kind of like... Formerly known mm. as Jack Swagger yeah. in the WWE. Although yeah. he looked hella impressive in that AEW run in there. Yeah, he looked, he looked great. Especially now the MMA stuff is in his arsenal. Like, it's he, he 
he can be a star this time. He could be yeah. what Vince McMahon saw in him all those years ago. Yeah, and he turned down hard. Yeah. Uh, how did you guys like the presentation of Dynamite? Because that's the thing we were like very curious previously. You know what? I'm not 100% sure. It, <laughs> it still felt to me like I thought the presentation was good, but it still didn't feel the presentation quality of like a WWE product. But it looked good. It looked good. It needs to improve some. I think. Yeah, I still think it has a little bit of ways to go. It's like it just still feels a little, a little light. Camera cuts were kind of bad. Yeah, yeah. A lot of cuts. They missed stuff. Right. That's, that's where it's like they're still, they're still, they almost. Yeah, it still feels like they're really learning how to get the camera work down, and that's I think one of the the harder parts of it. And you've got a bunch of uh, you got a bunch of wrestlers that may or may not have performed in front of uh, TV cameras all the time, right? Mm-hmm. So this is all learning for all of them. But I think they'll get it. Like I, it's a great time to be a wrestling fan. Um, we were kind of talking about this before we went on air, but you have wrestling on cable television every night of the week except Thursday. Yeah, that's recovery day. Yeah, that's recovery day. <laughs> oh, yeah. But you got Monday, you got Raw, Tuesday, we have DNA Impact, which also simulcasts on Twitch, which we discovered as we were looking into that. Yep. Uh, oh, wait. Wednesday, we have NXT and AEW. Thursday is NXT UK. Oh, is that on Thursdays? Okay. Yep. Shit. No recovery. And no no recovery. Zero recovery. And then Friday is SmackDown. I guess Saturday is your recovery day unless AEW is doing a pay-per-view. Yeah. And then Sunday's your recovery day unless WWE's doing a pay-per-view. So, if you enjoy wrestling, there is no shortage of it. On no, now's the time. Now. And, I mean, there's, it just seems like there's always something coming out. Uh, New York Comic Con today, uh, Chris Jericho attacked uh, Cody Rhodes. Uh, in the middle of one of the panels. So there's a <laughs> pretty hilarious video about that. Was it because Cody it. stole a, a little bit of the bubble? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, it, it just seems like we're at, like you said, it's a great time to uh, to be a fan right now because there is how is no it, shortage of content. Yeah, How is it, even though we are not in the midst of like a wrestling boom like we were in the mid-90s, how is there more wrestling on TV now with less viewers than there were in the 90s <laughs> when everyone watched wrestling? Right? I, 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 I'm, I'm curious about ratings for SmackDown. Yeah. Yeah, we'll probably see those tomorrow. Uh, I mean, Raw did really well with their quote-unquote season premiere. I wouldn't be surprised. You announced The Rock. I know they said when they announced The Rock, ticket shells went through the roof skyrocket yeah exactly so, i mean then on raw you also had you know you had hogan and you had rick flair come out so that's gonna pop ratings as well so i, I i'm i just I'm, they don't pop ratings like the rock does no no yeah. god no not like the rock that i went insane so that will be that will be interesting to see especially with you know smackdown has to do good in ratings unless they want to end up on FS1. So I think they need to get on Friday, but we've already discussed that. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of the Friday night show. 
it's it seems like a weird a weird time to try to expect people to be watching watching wrestling yeah that is notoriously been fox's death slot like when they want to cancel a show and need a reason they move it it on friday night yeah exactly because that's when people are not at home watching tv r.i.p dowhouse r.i.p sarah connor chronicles R.I.P. Like, I there's so many shows. <laughs> you can just keep on. going down the list. Now, to be fair, though, SmackDown is probably cheaper to produce than those shows were. Yeah, they're cheaper to yeah. produce and has a built-in audience. Yeah. Uh, and it's now on free TV. Like, they had a built-in right. audience of, like, uh, a, like was it, like, usually, like, three, two, two to three million? I, th- I thought for... it was, like, one and a half to two and a half. Yeah. I like, like, say. Yeah, so... Those people will follow because it's still free. It's on Friday. And then now you have people that are just like are antennas. Like I watched it right. with an antenna TV. I don't have cable. Right. An antenna right. hooked up to my TV. Didn't even so think about on. that. Yeah. I can do that now. So, yeah. Mm, there you oh, go. Man. That may help. So, <laughs> I first time okay. I used my antenna in like a year or two. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Was there anything else to add to the wrestling here? No, no. it's just a good time to be a wrestling yeah. fan. All right. Well, I think if we don't have anything else to talk about, why don't we go ahead and close this bad boy down? Thank you all for listening to us. Hope you all enjoyed it. Thank you, Michael, for joining us in the first half and for letting us know your gaming story. And glad to have you, as always, on the wrestling portions. Yep, anytime, anytime, guys. So, whether you're listening morning, noon, or night, have a great day, afternoon, or evening. All right, good night. <laughs>